worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Saskatchewan's number one sports talk show is on. And now starting an hour earlier, welcome inside the Radio Octagon. This is the Sports Game. On 620 CKRM, filling in for Michael Ball, here's Sean Kleisinger. Here we go. It is melting outside. Melting, melting, melting. I'm going to get the temperature right today. It's plus one right now here in the Queen City. For the last couple days, I've been saying minus nine because my temperature was not updating at the bottom of my screen. But it is plus one degree. Here in the Queen City, the snow is melting. It's very sloppy outside, very slushy. Got my pants a bit damp when I walked outside of my apartment today. Then I was thinking, do I go back in and change my pants or do I just wear these? So now I just decided I'm just going to wear these. I'm going to roll with it. They're going to get dirty anyways. So hopefully you're keeping relatively clean here on this hump day Wednesday as uh, we have another full show of sports talk for you here as we get a little bit closer to the weekend. I mentioned it's hump day, so yeah, we are a couple days away. It's a huge football weekend. I can't understate it enough. There's a lot going on this weekend. There's the two CFL playoff games. There's the Canadian Bowl, the CGFL Championship, of course, between the West Shore Rebels and the Saskatoon Hilltops. There's the Hardy Cup. Also on the West Coast between the UBC Thunderbirds and the Alberta Golden Bears. And then, uh, well, missing, well, NFL Sunday, of course. How can I miss NFL Sunday? There's a lot of football happening here across our great country. So we're going to talk about it all day long here. Matthew Peterson, running back of the Alberta Golden Bears. Such a stud running back, too. He reminds me of like a Maurice Jones-Drew in his heyday with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So can't wait to chat with Matthew Peterson. That's coming up next segment. And Austin Elliott, the goaltender of the Saskatoon Blades, he's kind enough to join us on a game day right before puck drop. He's going to be on the Western Pizza Hotline at 4.05 today as the Saskatoon Blades are in town tonight to take on the Pats. This is the second time in four nights that these two teams will tangle up with each other. The Blades came away with that 6-2 to win on Sunday afternoon it was, that matinee game at Sastel Center. So Austin Elliott, as well as Dexter Janke. I mentioned the West West Shore Rebels. Well, guess what? Dexter Janke, he is a former Canadian Football League player. He is also a former running back of the Saskatchewan Huskies, and now he is a head coach. So I might ask Dexter, and it might be an unfair question because he's gearing up to play in a national championship game, but I'm going to ask him, you know, do you want to be a head coach in the Canadian Football League someday. So we're going to see what he has to say about that coming up in hour two. Also, Gord Pritchard from the Regina Pats will be joining us in hour three. It's a big night at the Brand Center. Not only the Blades and Pats going at it, but it's also military night. And as well, the first 1,500 fans through the gates at Brand Center tonight get the 
fifth installment, I believe it's the fifth installment of the alumni poster. We've had Sam Steele. We've had Jake LeCision. We've had Jordan Eberle, Chandler Stevenson, and now tonight. So I'm going to try to get it out of Gore. Let's see if he can spill the beans on who the alumni poster is of. That's coming up at 5.05. And really excited to talk with this man because he has not been heard on these airwaves for quite some time. He is the former place kicker of your Saskatchewan Rough Riders. It is a Wednesday, so it's our new installment of our Where Are They Now Wednesday. Bob Macaridi joins us on the Western Pizza Hotline at 5.35 today. And... I also didn't mention yet, coming up this hour at the bottom of the clock, all-star kick returner of the Toronto Argonauts, Javon Leak, will be joining us. And I say all-star kick returner. That's because the league-wide all-stars have been revealed today and zero Saskatchewan Rough Riders have made the quote-unquote cut. No Edmonton Elks are all-stars and no Saskatchewan Rough Riders are all-stars here in 2023. So I mentioned Javon Leak. Yes, he beats out Mario Elford. So big congrats, uh, big congratulations to Javon Leak. Going to be talking to him about that and so much more coming up at 335. Going through the all-stars, though, there's a couple surprises maybe here and there. Chad Kelly is your CFL All-Star. It's his first ever selection, quarterback of the Toronto Argonauts. So a big congratulations to Chad Kelly, also a friend of the show. Had him on here a couple times throughout the 2023 season. Dalton Schoen is an All-Star. This is his second nod. Tim White with the Hamilton Tiger Cats, also his second selection. Keon Hatcher from the BC Lions, his first. Austin Mack, what a season he had with the Montreal Alouettes. He's a first-time All-Star. And receiver Reggie Bagleton, this is his second All-Star of the Calgary Stampeders. So that is your receiving core. And I also, I don't think I mentioned Brady Oliveira, no surprise. He is the All-Star at running back league-wide here in the Canadian Football League. Uh, Darius Siraco, the Toronto Argonauts, it's his first nod. Uh, Ryan Hunter of the Argos, got Patrick Newfeld, former Saskatchewan Husky, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, his third All-Star selection. Allen from the Argonauts, his first, and Jamarcus Hardrick of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, his second All-Star selection. And when you flip the page over to the defensive side of the ball, we had a couple of these guys on our airwaves in the past couple days. Stars studded quite literally here inside the sports cage. Defensive end Matthew Betts is an all-star by no surprise. It's his first all-star selection. Willie Jefferson, his fifth. Wow. Mike Rose of the Calgary Stampeders, his third. Casey Sales of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, his first. And Winton McManus, his second all-star selection. Linebacker from the Toronto Argonauts. Linebacker from the Calgary Stampeders. First-time all-star. Friend of the show as well, Micah Alway. Congratulations to uh, Micah and... Taking a look in your secondary, Darius Pickett of the Toronto Argonauts, his first all-star nod. And we chatted with this guy yesterday on the sports cage. Corner, Demario Houston of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, his first all-star selection. He led the league in interceptions this year with seven of them, so that's no surprise there that Houston is an all-star. Gary Peters from the BC Lions, also a first-time all-star. A lot of firsts across the board. Got Robertson Daniel of the Argos. First time, TJ Lee of the BC Lions, second time being an all-star and really excited about this one. 
Mark Antoine de Croix, the Montreal Alouettes, gets his first All-Star selection here in 2023. Got Richie Leone, punter of the Ottawa Red Blacks. Unfortunately, he beats out our guy, Adam Korzak. Uh, Richie Leone, he is a five-time All-Star now. And kicker Sean White of the BC Lions uh, takes home the All-Star nod at the kicker position. So when you look at this list, bringing in my friend Blaine Weiland, who is alongside me here on this Wednesday, anything kind of hop off the page, or are you kind of agreeing with the majority of uh, the names I rattled off here? I would say the thing that jumps off is uh, the new blood that's in terms of, you know, CFL All-Stars, as you look at the offense, uh, the only guy that's a three-time All-Star this year is Patrick Neufeld, uh, the, the former Rough Rider guard, now with Winnipeg. And on the defensive side, there's a couple more. There's uh, Willie Jefferson, another former Rough Rider, and Mike Rose from Calgary. So, uh, But a lot of first-time first, first time or second-time All-Stars. So I think that's exciting from a league point, like from a league you know, vantage mm-hmm. point, to have some new All-Stars and some new... Um, some exciting new players uh, making the CFL All-Stars, but I guess from a Saskatchewan standpoint, it's disappointing that I don't think it's surprising that no Rough Riders were selected, but still, it's disappointing that no members of the Green and White were selected. Yeah, I was really hoping we would get at least one. I was thinking it would either be Larry Dean, although that linebacking core very tough to crack, and Korzak as well. I mean, he's going up against a stud in Leone, so I was thinking, I don't know, does he have a chance of beating him out? I don't know, but yeah, unfortunately, this year was not the year for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. But you you mentioned it there. I believe it's one, yeah, seven first team or first time selections on the offensive side of the ball in the Canadian Football League, and that tells me that's just good news going forward. That means there's new blood, and we are set for the future here because these guys, you can bet that they will be back on this list for years to come. And then when you flip the page over to the defensive side of the ball, you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight first-time All-Star selections. So oh, it's uh, quite the thing. So we've had Matthew Betts. We've had Micah Allway on the show this year. We've had Demario Houston on the show. And uh, we will have Javon Leak coming up at the bottom of this hour, who is also a first-time All-Star at the you know, kick returner position. So that's just on the defensive side of the ball. When you look at it on offense, we've had Patrick Newfeld on a lot. We've had Chad Kelly. So, hey, we I think maybe that means we know what we're doing here, Blaine. We're calling up the All-Stars to join us here the on the Western Pizza Hotline. The Sports Cage Touch. Yeah, there we go. Some Sports Cage magic. And, uh, hey, I stayed up quite late last night. Because uh, I was watching some San Jose Sharks hockey. I was actually intrigued to see if they would get their first win or not. And sure enough, they did. A 2-1 to final score over the Philadelphia Flyers. So big congratulations to the San Jose Sharks. Because the first one always feels pretty good, I guess. Especially when it's about a month after the season starts. So uh, we're going to be talking more hockey throughout the show today, but I want to mention that, of course, all of our guests on today's show appear on the Western Pizza Hotline. I am craving it today, too. Fall back into the fall routine and take the night off and let Western Pizza do the cooking tonight. And, yeah, I think this is a perfect night to sit back, relax, and maybe a double pepperoni with uh, lots of extra cheese on it, maybe one of those cones of Coca-Cola take in some NHL hockey tonight. There's not many games to pick from tonight. It's the first battle of Ontario of the season today 
or tonight, whichever way you want to phrase it. The Ottawa Senators and their 4-6 and six record in Tirana to take on the Maple Leafs. Maple Leafs sitting at 6-4-2 and two so far this young season. So that one's coming up at 6 p.m. You got the Florida Panthers in Washington to meet the Capitals. And then you got the L.A. Kings in Vegas to take on the Golden Knights. The Golden Knights lost their first game in regulation on Sunday versus the Anaheim Ducks. So that one will cap off the evening at 9 p.m. So that means it's going to be another late night for, you know, NHL hockey across our country and across North America. We are going to hit the break here. More on the other side. Remember, all-star selection of the Toronto Argonauts. Javon Leak will be joining the Sports Cage today right at 3.35. You are listening to the Sports Cage here on 620 CKRM. It's time to step into the radio octagon. You're tuned to the Sports Cage on Saskatchewan Sports Radio 620 CKRM. The 86th Hardy Cup is coming up on Saturday. This is going to be a great football game. The Alberta Golden Bears in Vancouver to take on the UBC Thunderbirds. It will be at 3 p.m. start time Saskatchewan time. So keep that in mind if you are wanting to watch that game. It's Alberta and UBC. And no other running back in the Canada West this year tore it up like this guy did. He is first in basically every single category when it comes to running the football in Canada West. Well, basically he is first in every category except the touchdowns. Bringing him on the Western Pizza Hotline now. It's running back of the Alberta Golden Bears, Matthew Peterson. How you doing today, Matthew? Not too bad. Thank you for having me. Awesome, my friend. Yeah, you're, you are the 1,000-yard man. 1,128 yards rushing this season I mean what felt different this year um honestly I think it was just the motivation the stakes are high this year um you know this is a last year competing with a few of the brothers on our team and also um just fortunate enough not to be hurt so much this year Mm -hmm. so I've been able to be healthy and also have a healthy offensive line which has also made a big impact Hey man, you have some breakaway speed. The one, the one game that you played against the University of Regina Rams this year, you only only played them once, but it happened in Edmonton. And that breakaway speed you have, it kind of reminds me of. I said it to kick off the show, Maurice Jones-Drew of the Jacksonville Jaguars from a couple of years ago when he was in his prime. Growing up, who did you kind of model your game after? Can you kind of see what I'm relating to when it comes to him? It's actually hilarious because I used to watch uh, Maurice Jones Jr. when I grew up. He was one of my brother's uh, favorite running backs. But uh, I honestly, the running back I looked up to the most was Earl Campbell. Um, Nice. He was was just a man amongst boys, you know, and just like watching him run with such aggression and watching people wanting to come in and hit him, it just, it just, I don't know, it just, it just gave me something. So just being able to watch him and grow up watching him was just, he was my, he made, he made the running back position so valuable to me. Yeah. Alberta Golden Bears running back Matthew Peterson here on the Western Pizza Hotline. And you are that type of back too, Matthew. You don't you don't you don't only have the speed, but you got the power. You can blow some guys over out there. Yeah, if you have to. Sometimes, you know, if my my thing is my motto is if I can't go around you, I'll go through you. So yeah. one of the two I'll I'm definitely doing to you. So your Alberta Golden Bears, this is the first time in a long time that they have played in the Hardy Cup. So what's the vibe like around the facility? I'm sure the excitement level is really high going into Saturday. Yeah, the excitement level is very high. 
Um, the, just the energy alone is just through the roof. And so, you know, we're excited to go out there and put on a show and, you know, and just give, give, give a good game, you know, and just play our game and, you know, execute at a, at a level that we haven't before and just keep the ball rolling. So you've played this UBC Thunderbird team twice in the regular season, and both times the UBC Thunderbirds uh, had your numbers. So going into this preparation week, what are some things that uh, you can share that maybe you guys have to do a little bit better when it comes to, you know, winning this football game? Um, honestly, it just comes down to execution, just executing the plays that, that we have and just being able to perform at a high level and keep the energy going. You know, we can't get too low on the lows and we can't get too high on the high and just keep level and be level-headed throughout the game. Yeah. Um, and just also throwing wrinkles here and there within our offense and our defensive schemes also will give us a little help. Yeah, it's pretty cool playing uh, games out there in Vancouver, isn't it? Such a nice city and then the campus right there on the University of British Columbia. Is that your favorite stop on the circuit in Canada West? Um, you know, it is a very, it is a very nice stop. It is very beautiful there. It's always nice. It's, it's never, if it's not, if it's not nice outside, it's raining and you know, yeah. I'm much rather playing rain than snow, but, um, honestly, I would say one of my favorite is Sasks. Mm-hmm. Um, just being able to go out there and perform in such like a live environment, man, is, is just insane. Like they have, they bring out tons of fans that fans have energy and, you know, it's just a great place to play. Yeah, no, I agree with you, man. Though the game that the Rams played, in Saskatoon this year against the Saskatchewan Huskies, over, I believe it was 10,000 or 11,000 people were in attendance, and they were just all lined up around the corners. The stands were packed, so no, I'm with you 100% there. Hey, Matthew Peterson of the Alberta Golden Bears, thanks for taking a couple minutes today, and good luck to your squad here on Saturday. Thank you. Appreciate it. Take care. Awesome. That's Matthew Peterson. Yeah, he had 1,128 yards rushing. Canada West All-Star here in 2023. And he had four touchdowns along the ground. And he will be a big part of the Alberta Gold Bears plans here if they are to win the 86th annual Hardy Cup here on Saturday in Vancouver. We are going to head to break. We are getting closer to be joined by CFL All-Star. As of today, it was announced Kick returner Javon Leak of the Toronto Argonauts will be joining us on the Western Pizza Hotline. You are listening to the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. I'm Blaine Wildin inside the Sports Cage studios with your sports ticker. In the Western Hockey League tonight, the Regina Pats will take on the Saskatoon Blades. This will be the fifth time the two teams will meet this season. So far in the four contests, the home team has skated away with a home with the victory on Sunday, the two teams met at the Sastel Center in Saskatoon. It was the Blades who picked up a 6-2 victory over the Pats. You can catch tonight's game here on 620 CKRM, beginning with pregame coverage at 635. Opening faceoff is at 7 o'clock. Tonight in the NHL, there's just three games, including an all-Ontario matchup between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Ottawa Senators. Elsewhere, it's Washington and Florida and Vegas will take on Los Angeles. Jack Campbell cleared waivers, which means he's going to be headed down to the AHL as the Edmonton goaltender was placed on waivers yesterday, and he's expected to end up in Bakersfield, the AHL affiliate of the Edmonton Oilers. And the Minnesota Vikings have designated uh, wide receiver Justin Jefferson for return from IR. That means the team has three weeks to assess his status in practice. And that's a look at your sports. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at SportsCage. Now back to the action on Sports Radio 620 CKRM. 
Sean Kleisinger filling in for Michael Ball today on this slushy, slushy Wednesday here in Regina, Saskatchewan. And we are pleased to be joined on the Western Pizza Hotline now by CFL All-Star. As of today, it's official. Javon Leak of the Toronto Argonauts. Congratulations, <laughs> Javon. How you doing today? I appreciate that, man. I'm doing good. Right on, man. So... What was uh, the emotions like today when you found out that uh, you were a league-wide all-star? That's quite the accomplishment. Man, the emotions were high. Uh, one of the guys on my team told me, came up to me, texted me last night, actually. So first thing I did was, you know, call my mom and let her know about the news. She was excited for me. So when I got to the facility the next day, you know, like I said, emotions were high. Congrats to all the other guys that made all-star on my team, too. So, you know, everybody's just proud of what we did for the regular season, but we just got to continue it. You know, Saturday, keep yeah. it on. Was there any news, or sorry, was there any uh, nerves when it came to your all-star selection? Like, you, you were going up against Mario Elford in the West here, who had a great season as well. Were you kind of thinking about it at all, or did you just kind of, you know, let it be how it was going to happen? Yeah, I was just going to about too much. Uh, Mario was a great player. I actually kept in touch with him throughout the season, you know, letting him know how things was going, because uh, I talked to him in the beginning of the season when we were discussing um, defense and all But I didn't Hey, Javon, your, your cell phone's breaking up a bit, so we're going to we're gonna uh, try to call you back in uh, one second, if that's okay with you, my friend. We'll give you a call in a second here as uh, we are joined by CFL okay. All-Star Javon Leak here on the Western Pizza Hotline. Javon Leak is a CFL All-Star for the first time in his career, and this is his second season with the Toronto Argonauts. Last year was his first year with the Argos in 2022, and we're going to check in with Javon as we're going to hit the break and get a hold of him on the other side. You are listening to The Sports Cage here on 620 CKRM. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Kings of Saskatchewan Sports Talk. This is the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Javon Leak on the Western Pizza Hotline. So, Javon, we were talking about how Mario Elford was, you know, your competition as far as the CFL All-Star selection goes. Uh, was there any, like, nerves yeah. when it went into it as far as, like, you thinking late at night, oh, man, I wonder if I'm going to win this thing, you know, was there any of that? We're all human at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. You know, you guys, you, you always check up on it. You know, you just keep in touch, uh, especially with Mario. I, I talked to him throughout the season, so, you know, I definitely was keeping up with him, what he was doing. But you, you try not to think about it too much. You know, you look at it one time, one or two times, and you just keep it pushing, focus on the season, let everything, you know, speak for itself, man. But, of course, like you said, we're all human, so you're going to come across that every once or twice. Yeah, Javon Leak here on the Western Pizza Hotline, and you have had quite the career so far here in the Canadian Football League. You've only been up here for two seasons now. You won a Grey Cup last year, and now your second year, you are a CFL All-Star, and now here you guys are with another chance to go back to the Grey Cup if you guys can pick up a win on Saturday. Was this kind of what the doctor ordered when you decided to take your talents up north? 
Man, it's a blessing. It's been so much fun out here, man. I love Canada. I love Toronto, the city. Uh, since since I got here, like you said, great cup the first year. So it's just been fun, and you know, blessings just keep rolling in. So I just, you know, just got to keep it going. You know, stay focused, stay prayed up. Yeah. And, you know, just look at the blessings that we got in front of us and the opportunities we got, man. So, like you said, we just got to keep it going and get this win Saturday. Did you know much about the Canadian Football League before you came up here? You had a, a couple stints there with the, the Giants, with Washington. You were with the Detroit Lions as well. Did you know much about the CFL before you made your way up? Yeah, I, I knew about it. I watched a couple games. I didn't really understand it at first, uh, just with all the rules as far as like the return game. So once I got up there, I learned more about it. But, yeah, I definitely used to see it on TV, and I would watch a couple games just to, you know, see what it was about and just kind of see something different from the NFL. So Yeah, and this version of football really fits your skill set, doesn't it? Because we all know down south in the Man, national football. I love it. Yeah, you know, the return yeah. game has kind of been taken out of the game down south, but up here, open field, right. you got returns left, right, and center, so you must be loving the Canadian version of gridiron football. Man, with the, with the, with the halo rule and everything yeah. that comes with it for returners, it, just, it gives us an opportunity to showcase, you know, what we could do just because up north, uh, up south, it's just, it's a, it's the, the return game is dying a little bit, so up here it's just it's fun that, you know, you get an opportunity to have more returns and just showcase your talents a little bit more up here. What all goes into a good kick returner? You're the perfect person to ask this. You're the best in the league. Is it vision, speed, all of the above? Is it a little bit of something that maybe fans like myself don't realize that you need? No, I would just say vision uh, and just being able to just have that one cut and go. Yeah, and you know, just trusting your guys because your guys play a, a big part in it too. You know, you're not—it's not just you out there. You got to trust the return, know where it's going. So, you know, all that stuff really plays a factor into it. And uh, Javon Leak, I know Regina, Saskatchewan will always have a special place in your heart because that's where you guys won the Grey Cup this past season here at Mosaic Stadium, a game that uh, a lot of Radar Nation was at. And before I ask you about the game coming up here on Saturday, this is the first time we've had an opportunity to chat with you. So if you don't mind, maybe let's just backtrack to the Grey Cup game last season and just take us through the game yeah. and how uh, you know that felt after the game, just hoisting that trophy above your head. Uh, man, first it was cold out there, man. I'm not yeah. gonna lie to you. Uh, <laughs> I remember that for sure. Uh, I had guys wearing hoodies yeah. on the team, under the shoulder. Like, it was cold, man. But uh, I loved it. It was a great experience uh, being in Sass for my first time, and you know, because I didn't get to play up there in the regular season, so that was the only time I made it up there. Uh, it was cool seeing all the fans. You know, it wasn't just Argonaut fans; it was fans from all over the CFL. So that was pretty cool. And just the game was it was close and it was fun. So you know, it came down to the last seconds. So just that experience, it was yeah. fun, man. And holding that trophy, my guys, definitely won't forget it. How do how do you like a mosaic stadium? Just as the stadium itself. Man, it's it's it's, it's a it's a lo uh, it's a good stadium. I love it. Um, it was pretty cool. I like our stadium. It's a bunch of stadiums in the CFL. I love. Yeah. Man. It's it's pretty cool getting to travel around Canada and just playing at all these different places. Yeah, I ask because you've been in a you know you've been with the National Football League a number of teams. You've been in a number of stadiums down there. Does Mosaic Stadium kind of give you that NFL type vibe as far as the facilities and just the atmosphere goes? Oh uh, yeah, just a little bit. Uh, yeah, I don't really try to pay too much attention yeah. to it. But, uh, 
you know, every, every stadium is pretty much the same to me. Yeah. <laughs> you just do your thing regardless. It's Javon Lee, kick returner, yeah. all-star kick returner of the Toronto Argonauts, just for a few more moments here. Just uh, So were you born in the Bronx, New York, or, or were you born in Greensboro, North Carolina? I just want to make sure I get this right. I was born in the Bronx, man. Yeah. Uh, born and raised, and I moved to North Carolina when I was 14. So were you a New York Yankees? I really took off on. Yeah, were you a... Yeah, for yeah. sure. I went to, yeah, I went to the Yankees games and all that. My dad used to take me. Oh, that's awesome, man. So, like, right in the heart of... I'm trying to think who would have been playing at the time. Who who was your favorite favorite New York Yankee when you were a kid? Uh, Derek Jeter. Uh, yeah. Derek Jeter jerseys. Yeah, there we go. That's awesome, man. So then uh, you moved to North Carolina when you were in middle school, was it? Yep, eighth grade. Yeah, and then you went to the University of Maryland, and then from there uh, had a stint in the National Football League, and then here we are. We have you here in Canada, all-star kick returner of the Toronto Argonauts. It's been my pleasure to talk with you today, my friend, and I guess my last thought, my last question is going up against this Montreal Alouettes team here on Saturday. The last time you guys played, it was a really close football game, and I'm sure we're going to see more of the same here on Saturday, but... uh. I mean, just your excitement level, I guess, going into this game. And it's, it's it's always a good game against these guys. We just gotta be locked in and uh, dominate on all three phases of the game, man. But it's always a good game against these guys, so it should be definitely one to watch. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah, and it should be a pretty good crowd at BMO Field as well. Ticket sales going great, so it's going to be a nice atmosphere for the Argos and Alouettes here on Saturday. Hey, Javon Leak, man, congratulations on being a CFL All-Star. Such a huge accomplishment, and thanks for joining us here on Saskatchewan Rough Rider Radio today. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on here, man. Go Argos. That's right. That's Javon Leak on the Western Pizza Hotline, and his Argos... Yes, taking on the Alouettes Saturday, and that's an Eastern final. I am so looking forward to watching because there's a number of storylines to follow. You know, Chad Kelly in his first season as the starter. You got Cody Fajardo, Jason Moss. You don't need me to tell you everything that goes into that Eastern final coming up here on Saturday. But uh, Javon Leak, yeah, all-star kick returner. Unfortunately, if you're a Ryder fan, yes, he did outbid Mario Elford. But hey. I mean, Mario Elford, still a Western Division All-Star. Big congratulations to Javon Leak. Wrapping up Hour 1 on the other side, you are listening to The Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Sports Cage. Now back to the action on Sports Radio 620 CKRM. Sean Kleisinger alongside Blaine Wyland. We have the Houston Texans and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game from Sunday on the big screen here in our studio. A game where C.J. Stroud was just lighting things up. 400 and what was it? 70 yards, five touchdowns. And he was our Monday Sports Cage Clutch performer, if I remember correctly. Regina Pats game day today here in the Queen City. The Pats will meet the Saskatoon Blades for the second time in four nights. And the Blades, they just walked on through on Sunday. 6-2 to two win at the Sastel Center against the Pats. It's a big night tonight. It's the annual Canadian Armed Forces Night at the Brandt Center. So more than 200 special guests in uniform will attend the game. And also tonight, yeah, the first 1,500 fans through the doors will receive that new alumni poster giveaway. And Gord Pritchard of the Regina Pats, CEO of the Queen City Entertainment will be joining us at 5.05 to talk everything about what we have in store tonight 
under the orange top. And also on the other side of the four o'clock news, we will be joined by Saskatoon Blades goaltender Austin Elliott, who is expected to play tonight, I believe, as he is in the top five in a number of categories this season for the Saskatoon Blades in the whole Western Hockey League. So, yeah, he is a top five goaltender. There's no doubt in the whole dub. So can't wait to talk with Austin Elliott on the other side of the news. Let's talk about the NHL last night. After losing six straight, the Calgary Flames, hey, they've now won two in a row. The Flames took down the Nashville Predators 4-2. to two. Blaine, a game that I'm sure you took in last night on a nice, calm, and cozy Tuesday evening. Yeah, calm and cozy, eh? Yeah, I guess that was kind of a... You weren't cozy last night? No, yeah, I was cozy. Oh. Uh, I was almost too cozy in the third period, starting to drift off, but uh, I managed to muster up enough strength to watch the game last night and uh, yeah, happy, big, happy with the result, that's for sure, as a Flames fan. Yeah, big win. The Winnipeg Jets won their second in a row last night. 5-2 to two win in St. Louis. And then my Montreal Canadiens, they are just... We were pumping their tires this week, and maybe we shouldn't pump their tires. Every single time I pump that team's tires, they come back down to earth. They lost yesterday 5-3 to three on home ice versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. Lightning, of course, they're a really good team, so I'm not going to... But I think the Canadians have lost maybe, is it four or five games in a row now? So, uh, yeah, tough times in the city of Montreal, and they are winless no longer. The San Jose Sharks finally notched their first win of the campaign last night, defeating the Flyers in the Shark Tank. Two to one, the final score, and on the docket tonight, it's the first battle of Ontario of the season. The Toronto Maple Leafs host the Ottawa Senators, and the Toronto Maple Leafs, yeah, they're about right where a lot of people expected, I would say. I mean, not too hot, not too cold. The old Goldilocks, just right. They're just right in the middle. The Florida Panthers coming off an OT win on Monday versus Columbus. They hit the road to Washington tonight to meet the Washington Cal- uh, Capitals, Alexander Ovechkin and the boys, the Vegas Golden Knights. Suffered their first loss in regulation on Sunday. Hoping to get Chandler Stevenson on the show tomorrow. He was supposed to be uh, on these airwaves yesterday, but uh, he missed practice yesterday, so therefore we were unable to catch up with the former Regina Pat. So hopefully we can catch up with Chandler Stevenson tomorrow at 5.05 on the sports cage. And hopefully hopefully the Vegas Golden Knights can win tonight because it would be a lot better if we could chat with a, a happy Chandler Stevenson. Don't want to... You don't want to talk with a guy coming off a loss, right? So hopefully, you know, cheering for the Golden Knights tonight, no doubt. In the NBA, the Toronto Raptors, their road swing in Texas continues. They're in uh, San, uh, San Antonio, it was on Sunday. They beat the Spurs and Wimbanyama. Man, that guy's tall, Blaine Wyland. You see, obviously, you've seen how tall he is, but that is just something watching that guy play basketball. And tonight, the Raptors will take on the... Dallas Mavericks in Dallas. Mark Cuban's Dallas Mavericks. Have to sneak that one in there. Mark Cuban. Yeah, he is the owner. He is the shark and the shark tank. Maybe he should. Imagine if Mark Cuban owned the San Jose Sharks. Wouldn't that be something? Mark Cuban and the shark tank. Get it? Uh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Pretty funny. uh, 7.30 p.m. opening tip tonight in Dallas. The Raptors uh, taking on those Dallas Mavericks. So, uh... Looking at these All-Stars today, I just still can't get over it in a way that there's no All-Stars for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I was really hoping, I had my fingers crossed, that at least one of them, you know, something to celebrate today on the sports cage. Adam Korzak, maybe. 
you know, it's it's tough, Blaine. But like you said, no really big surprises outside of how many first-time All-Stars there are across the league this year in the Canadian Football League. There's seven on offense, and then there's eight first-team All-Stars on the defensive side of the ball. Larry Dean was up in the West, but... He is not an all-star, unfortunately, as Winton McManus of the Toronto Argonauts taken nothing away from him. He was a stud all season long, as was Micah Alway of the Calgary Stampeders. Micah Alway, it's his first all-star nod this year, so big congratulations to Micah. He's a big friend of the show. And I was really pulling for Adam Korzak, though. Richie Leone, as mentioned, he's a tough guy to get by. It's his fifth all-star nod for Richie Leone this year. So, (sighs) well... You know the old saying, there's always next year. And we heard, you know, the rumors going around town. Hoping to have a head coach in place for your Saskatchewan Rough Riders by the end of this month. I know that's Riders General Manager Jeremy O'Day's goal. That is the front office's goal. You know, sooner rather than later is better when it comes to the head coach. And maybe it will be Scott Milanovic. Who knows? Time will tell. That wraps up Hour 1 inside the sports cage. Your 4 o'clock news with Andrew Dawson is coming up on the other side. You are listening to the sports cage on 620 CKRM. Saskatchewan's number one sports talk show is on. And now starting an hour earlier, welcome inside the Radio Octagon. This is the sports cage on 620 CKRM. Filling in for Michael Ball, here's Sean Kleisinger. Back inside the sports cage here on this Wednesday, and uh, really excited to talk with this guy. I love watching him play between the pipes. It's Stone Cold Austin Elliott, goaltender of the Saskatoon Blades. That's your nickname, right, Austin, or am I just making that up? <laughs> no, yeah, that's what they, they call me up here in Saskatoon. That's awesome. That just works out so perfectly, doesn't it? I mean, Stone Cold, your name's Austin. I mean, it doesn't get any better. That has to be a top five nickname in the WHL right there. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I think, uh, I forget who started it, but they started calling me that last year. You know, our uh, our Twitter would post some uh, yeah. Stone Cold walkout videos, and then they made some <laughs> t-shirts earlier this year, so it's, yeah, it's definitely been pretty fun. That's awesome. And speaking of top five, my friend, you were in the top five and. All the big categories across the Western Hockey League. Goals against average, you're in the top five in save percentage, wins. I mean, uh, you know, you started off your junior career with the Notre Dame Hounds, made the transition to the WHL. Just talk about your time with the Saskatoon Blades, playing for such a, a big-time organization in the Western Hockey League. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's been great. I mean, uh, they they treat us so good here, you know, um, we've we've had a really good team the last couple of years full of great guys you know we've had really tight-knit groups and been able to win a lot of hockey games you know last year we went on a good playoff run um, which was really exciting you know lots of buzz around the city here and then yeah we're obviously off to a, a good start so far this season so hopefully we can keep that going yeah, and I know this is like way in the past now, but just talk about that playoff series last year versus the Regina Pats, a team that you will be taking on tonight under the orange top at the Brandt Center. I mean, that was like the definition of good playoff hockey, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it was so fun. You know, it's always, uh, you know, as a goalie, uh, wasn't maybe 
some of the best uh, nights going up against Bedard. You know, he'd always mm-hmm. sort of find a way to get one past you, and you'd end up on Sports Center the next morning. But <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's the crowds were awesome. You know, we had like we've got a big building up here that holds like twelve thousand or so people. So you know, the energy in those games was was crazy. And then yeah, seven game series, and then for us to be able to come out on top in, in Game Seven at home. Uh, it was really special. It's something I'll remember forever. What's it like facing a shot from Connor Bedard? Is it kind of just like you just don't see it at all? I mean, this is like a generational type shot. I feel like, and you were in between the pipes facing it. Yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, like going into the game, you obviously know what's what's coming. You know, he he likes to shoot the puck from everywhere. You know, every chance he got, uh, he was shooting it, and then it's it's on and off his stick really quick. So you know, you're going in the game just trying to you know be do everything a little bit quicker and be a little bit more more dialed in when you're going up against him and yeah you know he got the got the best of me a couple of times but uh the ones they didn't show on sports center were the ones i saved so, yeah that's true my friend you know, and hey I, I, I made a couple saves on him you did i remember them uh vividly and you don't gotta feel too bad because now he's you know putting the puck in the back of the net in the national hockey league he has uh, yeah. you know multiple goals so far in this young season as well this is austin elliott the goaltender for the saskatoon blades as his blades getting set to take on the regina pats tonight from under the orange top at the branch center it's a seven o'clock puck drop our pregame show will be on the air at 6.30 with Dante DiCaria. So, Austin, you're from Strathmore, Alberta. Did you grow up a, a Flames fan? Strathmore, not too far out from Calgary. Yeah, um, I was more more so a Leafs fan growing up. You know, I was mm-hmm. sort of born into it from uh, just my dad being a Leafs fan, so I didn't really have much of a choice, I guess. You know, <laughs> sort of just forced to cheer for them. And then, uh, but yeah, I'd say the Flames are probably my second favorite team. I always root for the home team. Make a couple trips to the old Saddle Dome to watch the Leafs when they were in town. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, probably one of my first hockey memories. Actually, is going to watch the Leafs when they're in town. You know, of course, I'd go to other Flames games or Hitman games too. Growing up, so yeah, nowadays out playing in the Saddle Dome against the Hitman, I always love going back there and playing there. Like when you're between the pipes. In the Saddle Dome, do you ever just like take a second to think back, man? I used to be a little kid in the crowd here watching games, and now here I am. I'm on the ice competing. That must be pretty yeah. surreal. Yeah, it definitely is surreal. You know, um, I'll always take a second, sit on the bench before the game, and just sort of look up, take it all in, and then you know, it's a bit, uh, bit different. The, there's a couple more empty seats when there when we're in there compared to the playing <laughs> games, but. No, it's always super cool, and there's always lots of lots of family in the building as well. Who was maybe your favorite goaltender growing up as a kid? Um, even though I was a Leafs fan, my favorite goalie was Carey Price. Um, you know, he he's a guy that came out of the Western Hockey League, and you know, I just loved how every game he he was the same. You know, calm, cool, collected every game. You know, he just made everything look so easy, and you know, it's it's unfortunate how. His uh, career sort of yeah uh, came to an end there, but you know he was always someone I loved watching and looked up to a lot. Yeah, and he was stone cold between the pipes, just like yourself, my friend Austin Elliott, the goaltender of the Saskatoon Blades. Hey, thanks for taking a couple minutes today, Austin, and good luck to your squad tonight. Yep, for sure. Thanks a lot.
Right on. Goaltender Austin Elliott of the Saskatoon Blades here on the Western Pizza Hotline. And yeah, the Pats meeting those Blades tonight. It's the second time in four nights the Blades jaunted to a 6-2 win at the Sastel Center on Sunday. And it's a big night at the Brand Center tonight. It's the annual Canadian Armed Forces Night. More than 200 special guests, I believe, in uniform will attend the game today. And also tonight, the first 1,500 fans through the doors will receive the fifth installment of the alumni poster giveaway. So leading up to puck drop tonight, you can tune into the pregame show with Dante Icaria. We'll be on the air at 6.30 here on 6.20 CKRM. Heading to break, you are listening to the Sports Cage here on 6.20 CKRM. Time now for the Cage Clutch Performer on 6.20 CKRM. Tip, Cates, now Duclair, the one-timer, they score! William Eklund! William Eklund of the San Jose Sharks. That would be the game-winning goal. And the reason why William Eklund is today's Sports Cage Clutch performer is not just because of the goal. It's not just any other goal. That goal led to the San Jose Sharks winning their first game of the season last night. 2-1 to victory over the Philadelphia Flyers at home in the Shark Tank. So, yeah, the clutch performer goes to Will Eklund, his second goal of the season he is your Sports Cage Clutch Performer for Nick Service in Emerald Park, your local Massey Ferguson Challenger, Rogator, Gleaner, and Fent Dealer. Give them a call at 781-1077. You're listening to the radio home of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. And the Jim Pattison Children's Hospital Radiothon happening today. Got kicked off yesterday. Today is the last day, so it's pattisonchildrens.ca. That's the website to go to. Very simple to donate. You just click the tab at the top of the page, and then it will take you to a brand new page. And I really like the way they have it laid out here on the website. So very great cause. Very great cause indeed. The Pattison Children's Hospital Radiothon back here for 2023. I'm Sean Kleisinger alongside Blaine Wyland getting amped up here for the West Final coming up here on Saturday. And Keon Hatcher, what a game he had versus the Calgary Stampeders. He had nine catches for 195 yards with a touchdown. Couldn't quite get by Swervin Mervin Fernandez for the BC Lions record, but albeit Really great game by Keon Hatcher. Maybe some more of that is in store here on Saturday in Winnipeg. But, hey, after the game, Keon Hatcher caught up with the Moj and Julio Caravada. Keon, congratulations on the victory. Thank you, Moj. Appreciate it. Got to tell you this. Um, we were looking at numbers. We started searching. That is the sixth best performance in the history of the Canadian Football League in terms of receiving yards in a playoff game. However, you didn't beat the team record. You should be, well, if you're going to concede to a guy, Mervin Fernandez, you might remember him with the Raiders, your old team in the NFL, 260 yards way back in 1983. But still, man, 195 yards, sixth best total. I mean, did you just feel like you're in a groove all day long? Ah, uh, man, the opportunities just came, and I made the plays for my team. Um, but, yeah, man, we got to get those five more yards. And uh, Hernandez, we coming for you, man. We got we to gotta get all them records. Hey, it's Fernandez, not Hernandez. Hernandez. Oh, you'll, get, you'll get it. You'll get it. You'll get it. Um, yeah, no, I was just going to say, Hatch, um, 
I don't know what it is about playing uh, playing the Calgary Stampeders. You had that game in August where you had 170 yards, now 195 here in the playoffs. But I think, you know, I mean, when you, when you get into a groove like that, you know, the way that VA was seeing it as well, like you could see there were certain angles that we were getting on replay and you could just see the ball coming out of his hands before you're, you know, you're hitting that spot in the zone. It just seemed like he was in such a groove tonight seeing what that Calgary defense was doing. Yes, sir. He was locked in. Um, it's a big game, man. And, you know, big-time players make big-time plays and big-time games. And VA, he's big play VA for a reason. Um, he came out, handled his business, um, led us as a team, and, you know, we got the victory. Did you did you see, like, I know that they had a lot of success against you guys the last time playing the way. And, and it looked like predominantly, did they do pretty much the same thing again? Yeah, they tried to come out here and do the same thing, yeah. the same defensive calls and stuff like that. Um but we're ready for him. Um, Jordan uh, McSimmon, he caught, you know, um, drew up, you know, a good game plan for him. And, you know, we came out and executed and got the victory. The one thing that we talked with VA, I mean, his dad's telling him, run the ball more. I want a first down every quarter. But there's a couple times where he just ran to escape the pocket. And the one play that I remember was down on that far end zone where he kind of looked like he was going to get sacked. He got out of there and he threw one and you caught it and I think you took it all the way down within the 10 yard line how different is it for you guys having to adjust with Vernon now you know kind of adding that element to his game when he scrambles man you see it helps us as a team a lot you know when he has that opening we always want him to take that take take off you know and run the ball um you know but get down as he does rightfully so because we need him in the game but yeah man uh, as long as he's using his legs the smart way you know we always need him we always want it do you guys have scramble rules in effect we definitely have scramble rules in effect okay i just wanted to double check i just saying that because vernon you know he hasn't really scrambled that much this year it's yeah. not really part of his game but today it was yeah most definitely we uh we definitely got scramble rules in effect and uh you've seen it right there Hey, um, the other thing I want to touch on, too, just overcoming the adversity today. I mean, there was a lot of criticism with this team given the 41-16 loss to Calgary. They score on the very first drive and make it look easy on three plays. And there could have been a team that, you know, started pointing fingers at each other and go, what the hell's going on? Instead, you guys kind of buckled up and got the job done. What does it mean to this team to kind of overcome that adversity? Because as Coach Campbell says, there's going to be some times in Winnipeg next week where you're going to face that same kind of adversity. Most definitely, man. Like you said, they came out early, scored on us quick. Um, and you said, you know, it could have been arguing on the sideline, man. But but we're locked in. We're locked in tonight. Um, we knew only thing that mattered was the win. No matter how it came about, as long as we were up on that scoreboard, when the clock hit zero, that's all that mattered. And we went out there and we finished and handled business. Hey, speaking of locked in, you're locked in now. I saw your Instagram post. You're engaged. Let's get it. You're locked in, all yeah. right? Just saying, life's going to be changging pretty soon, my man. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, Keon, congratulations. Hey, I appreciate that, too. I just got what you were saying. Thank you so much. <laughs> all the best, Congratulations, man. All right. Thank there you, go. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's Keon Hatcher after the big game he had on Saturday. Nine catches, 195 yards, and BC's 41-30 win. So it's on to the West Final for Keon Hatcher. And, hey, let's talk about this because I cannot stress it enough. You won't find another show anywhere here in the province that brings you consistent all-stars on the radio airwaves that the sports cage does. Just in the last couple days, we've had Demario Houston on the show of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, friend of the cage. And today we heard from Javon Leak. As of today, it was announced that he is the special teams all-star at kick returner for the Toronto Argonauts, his first all-star nod. And oh, by the way, last week we had Matthew Betts here on the sports cage. 
So uh, this is the place to come. If you want to hear from the football players in our great league, this is the show you want to tune into, the Sports Cage here on 620 CKRM. As, yeah, the CFL All-Stars were announced today, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, they finished second with six selections, while I believe it was five members of the BC Lions, three members of the Calgary Stampeders, two members of the Tabbies and Montreal Alouettes, and just the one member of the Ottawa Red Blacks, that's Richie Leone, also made the cut. And yes, no players, unfortunately, for our Saskatchewan Rough Riders and the Edmonton Elks. But uh, hey, on to next season, I guess. I was really hoping Larry Dean would crack the list, but that was not the case. I'm Zinger, and I'm looking at the schedule tomorrow, Monday night, or uh, Thursday night football. Oh, God. Why? I'm just asking the question. I'm looking up to the heavens, and I'm asking why? Why is this game... We talk about flex scheduling nonstop. It's one and seven. Carolina Panthers taking on the Chicago Bears tomorrow night. Two and seven from Soldier Field in Chicago. That's the best part about the game is the historic venue that these two dumpy teams are going to be playing in tomorrow night. Seven fifteen p.m. kickoff. Oh, why do they not do something about that? But I'm going to be making sure I do not tune into that. Are you going to watch that game tomorrow, Blaine? Maybe just for a couple seconds and then turn turn the channel? I probably will. Yeah. It's, a, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a sickness, isn't it, being a football it, fan? It's a, I'm a football junkie. What can I say? Yeah. I'll, I watch football whenever I can. Um, I'll definitely tune into some of it. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I know the Flames don't play till Friday. Um, the, the, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna probably t- try to stay up and watch that Oilers Sharks game Thursday night. Oh yeah, the Oilers. See if they can get things back on track. By the way, we're gonna chat with Bob Stoffer tomorrow, color commentator from the Edmonton Oilers radio network. Try to see if we can get a read on what's going on. Out west there in Edmonton. Not the season that they wanted so far in this young season. Also coming up on Sunday in the NFL, the Colts 4-5 and in New England taking on the 2-7 and Patriots. A big showdown in the AFC North. The Cleveland Browns 5-3 and meeting the Baltimore Ravens at 7-2. and And I'm sure we're going to talk about that game tomorrow with Andy Mack, who is a huge Cleveland Browns fan. Looking forward to that conversation. The Houston Texans coming off a big win, sitting at 4-4 four and four in Cincinnati to take on the 5-3 and three Bengals. San Francisco, your Niners, Blaine, 5-3 and three in Jacksonville to take on the 6-2 and two Jaguars. And... The New Orleans Saints at 5-4 and four in Minnesota to take on the 5-4 and four Vikings. My Green Bay Packers sitting at 3-5. and five. They are taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday. Steelers are at 5-3. and three. And by the way, the Green Bay Packers, they have not won a game in Pittsburgh since the year 1970. 1970, the last time the Packers have won a game in the city of Pittsburgh. So hopefully that could change. On Sunday, you are listening to the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. I'm Blaine Wyland inside the Sports Cage studio with your sports ticker for Bronco Plumbing and Heating. Where professional service is guaranteed, they'll treat you right. 781-2090. The Regina Pats will be back in action tonight as they score off with the Saskatoon Blades. Tonight will mark the fifth time this season the two teams will meet in the regular season. So far, the home teams have picked up a victory in the first four contests. The teams met on Sunday in Saskatoon at the Sastel Centre with the Blades picking up a 6-2 victory. Coverage on 620 CKRM begins at 635. The opening faceoff is at 7 o'clock. Three games in the NHL tonight. It's a battle of Ontario with the Toronto Maple Leafs taking on the Ottawa Senators. Elsewhere, it's Florida and Washington, while Vegas will entertain the LA Kings. 
Edmonton Oilers goaltender Jack Campbell has cleared waivers and he's headed down to the AHL's Baker Bakersfield Condors as he cleared waivers yesterday. Calvin Picker will be called up by the Oilers as the Oilers will be back in action tomorrow night when they take on the San Jose Sharks in a battle of the two bottom teams in the NHL standings. And it appears that the LA Angels have found their manager as it's reported that the team will hire Ron Washington as their next skipper. Washington's a former manager of the Texas Rangers. Last season, he was with the Atlanta Braves as their third base coach. And that's a look at your sports. The Sports Cage is your voice for football. Not only in the province, but around Canada. This is the Sports Cage CFL Report. A look at what's happening in our three-down game. And today's CFL report features the league leader in interceptions. It's Demario Houston of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Was there like a moment when you came to the CFL where you're like, oh boy, this is cold? Matter of fact, the last week game against Calgary, um, that was my first time actually playing in the snow. I've practiced in it uh last couple of years, but I haven't had a chance to actually play in the snow um, until against Calgary, but um, I want to say the West Final two years ago yeah. was definitely cold. I didn't play in it, but I was definitely, you know, there, and that was cold. And then the Grey Cup last year in Saskatchewan, one of our practices, oh, man, it was it was brutal. Yeah. Hey, DeMario, you played on the Southern Jaguars in college. Maybe just uh, take us back to your college days and maybe compare what your college experience was like, a small FCS program compared to, you know, the atmospheres and the stadiums that you play in front of here in the Canadian Football League. Um, It's definitely a smaller stage, but um, the Bayou Classic normally happens Thanksgiving weekend in New Orleans and the Superdome against Grandma State. Ooh. I can compare that to a Great Cup and West Finals type of vibe. Um, so I've, I've played in big games, but at this level, this will be, you know, my first time playing in the West Final. So I'm excited, but those type of games bring back memories. Hey, man, what goes into having the knack of picking off the football? I wouldn't really say luck. Uh, definitely film study, um, being on point and communicating with uh, my teammates next to me. And just, you know, whenever I see the ball in the air, just have that confidence that it's, it's, it's mine. So just making sure that at the end of the day that I take my opportunity and run with it. And whenever I see the ball in the air, I just make sure that I come down with it. Yeah. Is that something that you've always had a knack of, intercepting the football, going back to your college days with the Southern Jaguars? Yes, sir. Even going back to high school, at Shelby High School, I uh, led the state. I want to say the state, and then I still hold the record um, at my high school with 13 in the the single season and 20 in two seasons. So um, I've always kind of had, you know, that – knack for the ball, and whenever it's in the air, I'm going to go get it. Have you always just been exclusively a defensive back, like in high school and college, or did you ever play, you know, both sides of the ball? High school, I played a little bit receiver, but I was mainly um, defensive back, and I did some punt return in uh, high school and college. 
Yeah, that's awesome. This is Demario Houston on the Western Pizza Hotline. Led the league in interceptions this year in the Canadian Football League, and his Winnipeg Blue Bombers are getting set to take on the BC Lions in the Western Final coming up here on Saturday. Cannot wait for this football game. So when you look at this BC Lions offense, my friend, what are some of the challenges that they are going to bring to you? I mean, you got talent all over the board, a great receiving core, of course. Like you said, a great receiving core, but... The head guy in charge is Bernie Adams, and, you know, he's going to make plays with his arm and his leg. So um, we just have to make sure that in the back end that we're defending and up front just make sure you're getting pressure on Bernie Adams and making sure he can't make those big plays. Yeah, and Vernon Adams, he was having some pinpoint accuracy in the West Semi on Saturday versus the Beast or versus the Calgary Stampeders. How tough is that for a defensive back when you're going up against a quarterback that is just threading the needle all over the place? Yeah, it does. But like I said, as long as you know we we do what we're supposed to do in the uh, defensive back field, and then you know the front seven get their pressure on them then I think we have a good chance. Yeah, and coming up here on Saturday as well, you said this is the first time that you are going to be playing in a West Final, correct? Yes, sir. So would you classify this as like the biggest football game that you've ever played in? I know that's like a a big question to digest in your brain because you've played a lot of football over your life, but would this be number one, maybe number two? I would definitely say on this type of level, I would say it's number one. I have played in, you know, state championships and conference right. in high school and college, but uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a difference when it's on this stage and it's at the professional level. Saskatchewan's best coverage of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders is on the sports cage right here on the Mighty 620 CKRM. Hey, there's a big game coming up this Saturday, the Canadian Bowl on the West Coast, just outside of Victoria, B.C., and we are pleased to be joined now by the West Shore Rebels head coach, Dexter Janke, as his West Shore Rebels are set to host the Saskatoon Hilltops. Thanks for coming on, Dexter. I'm well. How are you? I'm doing good, my friend. Hey, so this is a huge game. Like I said, I mean, both teams, they don't like to lose football games. Yeah, I'd say uh, it's a very consistent program, obviously, with them having uh, 22 national titles. Uh, They are the flagship uh, program of the country, as everybody has said. Um, What we see from them is an extremely disciplined group, a group that plays with great heart and effort, and uh, a well-coached group. So, um, we definitely have our work cut out for us, but uh, we're looking forward to the, the opportunity to, to get out there and compete. Here in Saskatchewan that haven't seen the West Shore Rebels play football, what kind of football team can we expect to uh, tune in and watch here on Saturday? Yeah, uh, we, we have an extremely fast athletic group, uh, a group that uh, uh, does play together. And uh, yeah, I'd say it's an exciting group to watch. Hey, so going back to your playing days, I remember you when you played with the Saskatchewan Huskies, and you were playing running back, if I remember correctly, yes? Yes, sir, that is correct. Yeah, yes. so what was that like making, you played running back at the University of Saskatchewan, and then from there you kind of transitioned to the defensive side of the ball? Yes, that's correct. Um, uh, in the moment, yes, it was a difficult transition, I guess, uh, going from uh, the offensive to the defensive side of the ball and then uh, being in a special teams role within the, the CFL. But uh, I would say that experience has definitely helped me uh, as a coach to this day, uh, being able to relate to both sides of the ball and, and being able to 
understand what uh, each phase is trying to do on the field. Yeah, 2019 Grey Cup champion, by the way, with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. It's Dexter Janke here on the Western Pizza Hotline. So uh, take us through the transition into the coaching ranks. How did you uh, get into coaching after your playing days? Yeah, so um, essentially my, my career had ended with uh, some pretty major injuries, um, requiring surgery, and I was released by the Bombers. I uh, was kind of in a transition period where I, where I was still training, looking to, to continue to play, and and uh, a coach that, uh, a head coach that actually gave me an opportunity uh, after my time at the University of Saskatchewan uh, with the Okanagan Sun by the name of uh, Shane Beatty. Uh, he was the head coach out here on the West Shore. Uh, he was also my strength coach. Um, he, we had kind of given it uh, a month or so, and he had called me every day after that, just essentially um, expressing how much he wanted me to join the coaching staff and felt uh, I would be a good uh, fit for the coaching world. And uh, extremely grateful that uh, he did extend the opportunity. And three years later, here we are. Do you have any like goals when it comes to coaching as far as a personal standpoint on like, do you want to coach in the Canadian football league someday? I mean, that's always kind of, you know, the, the strive for young coaches here in Canada, or are you just kind of content where you are right now? No, it's, it's a great question. And a question that uh, I think once we are uh, on the other side of this game, I'll be able to sit down and, and actually go through it a bit more and have more clarity on it. Um, to, to have I received uh, feelers from both uh, the professional ranks along with the university ranks, yes. Um, but uh, my, my entire focus is here on ensuring that we can prepare this team as best as possible and um, make sure that uh, I'm giving this, this group everything we have and then uh, we, we go from there. So let's talk about this game a little bit more. Big Canadian Bowl coming up here on Saturday. How do these Saskatoon Hilltops maybe differ from the teams that you usually play in the BCFC? Yeah, it, it, they're, they're so well-disciplined. Um, they don't make mistakes. Uh, they're, they're not making, uh, and by mistakes, I mean like missed assignments, drop passes, uh, missed blocks. Uh, but also on top of it, they're, they're not taking penalties that are taking them, themselves out of scoring position. They're not uh, helping their opponent, uh, bailing them out in third down or second down situations to, to extend drives. Um, that also being said, they're, they're a very well-rounded team. Uh, they've shown that they can run the ball well. They've shown that they can uh, hurt you through the air as well. Defensively, they uh, have the least points scored against in the nation, right? So it's a, it's a tough group and a well-balanced group across the board. And uh, we're just looking forward to, to the opportunity to see how we match up and, and ready to go. Can't wait for the game on Saturday. And thanks for uh, giving us a couple minutes today to tee it up. No worries. Thank you for the opportunity. Right on. That's Dexter Janke, the head coach of the West Shore Rebels on the Western Pizza Hotline. This is going to be a fun football game to watch. There's so many football games to take in this weekend. It's like football heaven. You got the two playoff games in the Canadian Football League. You got the Hardy Cup. You got the Canadian Bowl. Yes, you got NFL Sunday. We got it all. It's the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Where Saskatchewan sports fans come to talk. This is the Sports Cage on Sports Radio 620 CKRM. And some breaking news in the Canadian Football League. The CFL has suspended Hamilton Tiger Cats. Strong side linebacker Chris Edwards for three games after punching opponents in that incident, that altercation during the East semifinal. Man, this guy just cannot get his act together, can he? I believe this is the same clown who jumped into the stands 
in Toronto a couple years ago. At some point, isn't enough enough? Like, at some point, do you think the league can just step in and just take away his professional football league card here in, C- in the CFL? How many more strikes is this guy going to get? When you think about it, I thought it was it for him after he jumped into the into the crowd at BMO in Toronto a couple years ago. And here we are, fast forward, 2023, same old type of malarkey happening. So as per league policy, the amounts of the fines, they were not disclosed, but the maximum possible fine, by the way, under the league's collective bargaining agreement is basically equal to one half of a player's game check. So keep that in mind. So Chris Edwards, he will not be on the field. To start the 2024 season, yeah, it doesn't matter now because the Tabbies obviously are going to be sitting on their couches watching the East Final here on Saturday between the Owls and the Argos. Hey, Blaine, we have some texts on the text line. You can always text us up, 306-936-6262. It's powered by Capital GMC Buick Cadillac. Are you with me? Is it time to remove Chris Edwards from the Canadian Football League? It just doesn't make the league look good at all when you have a guy. That went, like, worldwide when he hopped into the crowd, by the way. It was, like, swinging at fans and swinging at players. Like, that's not what we're doing here, okay? If you want to do that, you can go find some other league and try to do that. And then he just hasn't learned his lesson, obviously. He's still doing the same type of you-know-what. So that's the question right now. I'm all fired up now. I have to take off my jacket. I'm getting hot. It's getting hot in here inside the sports cage. But 306-936-6262 is the text line. It's powered by Capital GMC Buick Cadillac. And with that said, Blaine Wyland, what do we have on the text line? Well, we got a couple of texts. And yeah. uh, first text, we've got a contract signing. Uh, Brad from Archer, Archer Will and Glennis, they've signed a three-year MVP extension on their five seats with a contract up for renewal after the 2026 season. As they said, they're looking forward to another exciting season of football at Mosaic Stadium. That's what you like to hear right there. The team would not exist without the great fans who pay their hard-earned money to go watch their green and white play football at Mosaic Stadium. And, you know, when the team is losing, you know, there's always two sides to this. I understand if if people don't want to spend their hard-earned money because, you know, you can do it what you want with your money. But at the same time, like, this team needs us. They need the fans. So I love that text. I love hearing renewal of tickets. I love hearing, you know, I'm going to Mosaic Stadium to buy some merchandise. I love hearing that kind of stuff, Blaine. What else do we have on the text line? Uh, This text coming from Steven. He says, there's been a lot of talk going on about the next head coach. I'm sure you are aware. As a listener, I'm more than I'd more than love a chance to hear if Richie Hall would accept an interview and what he could bring to Saskatchewan if he was chosen. You know, that's an interesting point and one that I was kind of you know pondering in my old mind. I was sitting around thinking, sipping on my cola, and I was thinking to myself, I love Richie Hall not only because he's a Green Bay Packers fan and he owns basically the exact same type of jacket that I'm wearing right now, but I just love Richie Hall as a person. He calls Regina home. The one thing that I will say that is kind of, you know, making me second guess him being the head coach for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders is 
just that. He is a very nice individual. Like, he is such a nice guy. And we just had a super nice individual be the head coach for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and Craig Dickinson. Now, I'm not saying that being a nice individual is a bad thing. And it varies from person per person. You can't really lump Richie Hall in and say it's going to be the exact same scenario as if, if you know, Craig Dickinson was still here. So it, I just feel like, and I know Michael Ball has, has said this on the sports cage, we need one of those alpha dogs. We need somebody like a Jason Moss. Now, I'm not saying Jason Moss is coming here to be our head coach, but what I'm getting at is we need somebody with that, you know, a bit of a temper. And if maybe it's not a temper, maybe someone that just has that scarier presence. That's what I think this organization needs. We need someone that can, I don't know, somebody like Scott Milanovic. Scott Milanovic would be a perfect fit when it's all said and done. Now, I know Scott Milanovic, he's on the record of saying he's not going to lobby for any head coaching positions. That's kind of like along the lines of what Mark Tressman told Michael Ball a few weeks back. It wasn't it wasn't a conversation that we had on the sports cage. It was just a, I guess you can call it a, a personal conversation. But Mark Tressman said that he's not going to lobby around for a head coaching position, and much is being said of that exact same scenario happening for Scott Milanovic. He will accept, you know, interviews and stuff, but he's not going to, you know, call people up. And I don't think that really even happens anyway when it comes to head coaching position spots, but I could be wrong on that one. Is And Ballsy's text me, Richie isn't anything like him. He is an alpha, 100%. Richie, and that that's on Richie Hall. And Ballsy said he coached with him at O'Neill. So there you go right there. Ballsy would know better than I do. The only thing I know about Richie Hall is just how I've met him off the field, and he just seems like such a great dude, and I don't know him as a football coach. So there you have it there. Michael Ball has put me... In my place, Richie Hall, maybe he would be a good fit. He's an alpha, just like we were talking about Blaine Wyland. So you could put him in the hat. Him, Scott Milanovic, maybe Mark Mueller, maybe Henry Burris. I don't know, but we will know soon by the end of the month. I know Jeremy O'Day wants to have a brand new head coach in place before the calendar turns. That wraps up Hour 2 here. Andrew Dawson has your news on the other side. You are listening to the Sports Cage. On 620 CKRM. Saskatchewan's number one sports talk show is on. And now starting an hour earlier, welcome inside the Radio Octagon. This is the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Filling in for Michael Ball, here's Sean Kleisinger. 509 in the Sports Cage. Sean Kleisinger alongside Blaine Weiland on this Wednesday, November 8th. And somebody told me it's Winnipeg's birthday today. Like the city of Winnipeg turns 150 years old today. So a big happy birthday to Winnipeg. The city that smells its age. So sorry. I had to. 150 years. That's quite the feat, though. Big happy birthday, Winnipeg. Good luck to your football team here on Saturday. But maybe not, not really. 
<laughs> hoping to see. Uh, hoping to see the BC Lions come away at the win. Not going to lie with you. Hey, we have a big game coming up tonight at the Brand Center under the Orange Top. The Pats meeting up with the Saskatoon Blades. Second time in four nights. The Blades, they just walked to a 6-2 to two win at the Sastel uh, Center on Sunday. It's the annual, annual uh, Canadian Armed Forces Night at the Brand Center. should probably put my Pepsi down so I can talk. We are now joined by Gord Pritchard, the CEO of the Queen City Sports and Entertainment Group, joins us here on the Western Pizza Hotline. How you doing today, Gord? I'm real good. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good, and uh, thanks for coming on here with us such short, uh, short notice. I just wanted to, you know, this is a big night. This big night, it's always a big one at the Brand Center when it's uh, the military night. Maybe just uh, fill our fans in what's going to be going down inside the Orange Top tonight. Yeah, thanks Thanks for having me. Um, Absolutely. As you know, it, it, is a, it is a big night for us. It's uh, it's an important night uh, for the Regina Pats, uh, you know, given our lineage and our and our history with the PPCLI, um, it's important for us to honor, you know, both our current and, and retired military personnel. And tonight we get that opportunity to do that. Uh, we've got uh, over 200 uh, military uh, personnel attending the game. Uh, we've also put out a special offer this evening through through the brand group of companies for any uh, current or retired military personnel can attend uh, uh well, they can get two free tickets, excuse me, to attend tonight's game. And this is all part of a uh, a, a big uh, announcement and uh, celebration that will be uh, uh, kicked off uh, before the game starts tonight. Uh, and joining for that uh, for that announcement will be uh, one of our big uh, big alumni, uh, uh, retired Lieutenant, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Ed Stanowski uh, and former alumni of the Regina Pats. So there's a lot going on tonight. Uh, it's an important night for us uh, to honor uh, uh, our current and retired military personnel. Sounds like a whole lot of planning. How much planning goes into a night like this? How many days does it take? It, it takes a while. Uh, you know, a lot of credit goes to Lane DePlatt and the game night crew. Uh, they start this process uh, uh, in the summertime. Uh, so this isn't something you throw together. It's something we take seriously. And there's a lot of moving parts uh uh, internally with our team, uh, with the Brandt team, and then, of course, our, our partners at the military, uh, particularly the PPCLI branch. Uh, we have folks that have come in from uh, from Brandon. There's about uh, 30 of those that, uh, individuals that have traveled in. So there's a lot of moving parts of this. There's a lot of planning that goes into, into this night, and uh, it's important that we do it right. Yeah. You know, players, coaches, they get nervous before games. Does Gord Pritchard get nervous before a night like this just because he wants everything to be executed to a T? Yeah, I, th- I think so a little bit. We have, I think we all have our own pregame jitters given uh, mm-hmm. whatever role we have with, with the team. Like you said, whether you're a player, coach, manager, or someone in my role, I think we all have some jitters. And yeah, for tonight, um, uh, it, it's important that it, that it goes well, but... Uh, given the planning that uh, Lane and his team have, have done, um, I, I'm very confident and I, I expect us to put on a, a great pregame presentation. And then, uh, like we do each game night, we put on a great game night show and experience for, for those uh, at the game. Uh, we really focus on delivering that that entertainment value to the fans. And uh, also tonight, Gord, the first 1,500 fans, I believe it is, through the doors will receive the fifth installment of the alumni poster giveaway. Now, I'm not sure. Should I ask you to let the cat out of the bag? I don't know if you're able to or not, but uh, I'm just going to ask the question. Who's on the poster tonight, my friend? 
Well, I won't give it away, but it's a it's a recent uh, a player on our team. There we go. Uh, a player that played with us uh, last year, uh, whose name is not Connor Bedard, but another familiar name for for folks out there, and uh, a good uh, a good piece of the six piece puzzle to to add to the collection. Like you said, this is the fifth night of uh, the poster giveaway. Uh, there are six nights in total, the next one being uh, Wednesday, November 15th, to collect the final piece. So uh, encourage everybody to uh, come down to the Brand Centre tonight uh, to support our military personnel, current and retired, first and foremost, um, but also to pick up the uh, the, uh, the poster, fifth yeah. installment of the poster giveaway. Yeah. It, Gord, I am missing the Jake LeCision poster, and I was text or I sent out the question to our Sports Cage shareholders, that w- that's what we call our listeners around here. I was asking yep. if anybody had a Jake LeCision poster that they could lend Zinger because, or not lend, how about give Zinger? <laughs> uh, that's the one poster I'm missing. I'm trying to create this puzzle, this big poster for my son who's two years old. So I'm going to ask Gord himself, do you have an extra Jake LeCision poster laying around that maybe, you know, your old pal Zinger can maybe have? <laughs> you stop by the office one day in the next uh, few days here, and we'll see what we can dig up for you and help you complete that collection. But you got to come next week to get the sixth one. Yeah, that's help awesome. Help you out with the one, but you got to come to get the six. Yeah. Gordon Pritchard, the Queen City Sports and Entertainment CEO. Can't wait for tonight. Pats, Blades, it's a 7 o'clock puck drop, and our pregame show will be on the air at 6.35 p.m., and it's a big night, the Canadian Armed Forces Night at the Brand Centre. Hey, thank you, Gordon. No, thank you very much. Have a good evening. You too, my friend. That's Gord Pritchard on the Western Pizza Hotline heading to break. You are listening to the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. It's time to step into the radio octagon. You're tuned to the Sports Cage on Saskatchewan Sports Radio, 620 CKRM. 7 o'clock puck drop at the Brand Centre. It's going to be a fun one tonight. Four games, or check that, three games in the National Hockey League tonight. I saw yesterday that Jonathan Huberdeau, wow, he didn't see the ice for one second in the third period. He was benched in the Calgary Flames 4-2 to win over the Nashville Predators. So Jonathan Huberdeau, Blaine Wyland, he was relegated to cheerleading duty last night. Begs the question, why? Not not every one of us watch Calgary Flames games. Not every one of us reads articles on them. But we still would like to know what happened there. Why is he not playing? Well, he's good. He's 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 making ten million dollars, but he's definitely not earning it right now. And uh, he called the bench in last night humiliating. Uh, he was definitely showing the effects of it. Uh, but the Flames battled. They played one of their best periods last night in the third period. They battled back and they won four to two. Uh, the teammates after the game, I know a lot of them. I was reading a lot of their comments, and they were really supportive of Huberdeau and just you know trying to show support for him. Obviously, going through a rough time. A lot of pr- I don't. Know, I'm not sure if it's the pressure. You know, I know he's in the second season with the Flames, but if it's quite the change going from playing in Florida with the Panthers your whole career, then getting traded last year to Calgary, and there was that whole situation with Sutter. I know now it's... I don't think he's over it yet. I don't think uh, he's over being dealt, is he? That's the vibe I get. I I don't know much about it. No, I agree with you. I I know it's been what, a year and a half now almost, but I don't think he's still over it. And it's it's it. I don't know. It's just with Calgary right now too. There's such a team in transition. They got so many. Well, transition. I say that because they got so many expiring contracts this year. And that's why the stretch is next 
uh, I'd say up until Christmas is very important for this team because they could be in position where they're going to be big time sellers at the deadline if they're outside of the playoff race. He wouldn't be one of those players, but he's still going to be he's still locked in at ten million dollars for the next eight years. Like that's a big contract to carry around there, and obviously he's not been producing and. Uh, he's not the only one in Calgary, though. A lot of the veterans haven't been producing, but he's he's going to be the guy that they're going to single out the most because well, he's making ten over ten million dollars a season. Yeah, Flames off tonight. They are off tomorrow. I believe their next game is in Toronto on Friday night versus those Toronto Maple Leafs. Six p.m. puck drop on Friday night. So the Calgary Flames they have four wins so far in this young season. So. Not the worst team in the league. I mean, you could always be the San Jose Sharks. They're not even the second worst team in their division right now. I saw a stat about... Oh, I see where you're going there. But with that one, Blaine, a little poke at the Edmonton Oilers. Okay. Okay, no. I saw a statistic, though, about the Philadelphia Flyers. They are like the only team in NHL history to lose to a 1-10-1 team twice. And Philadelphia has done it. In back-to-back seasons or two times in the past five years, it was against the Coyotes a couple years ago and then this year versus the San Jose Sharks. Yeah, they got their first win in their 10th game. Yeah. Like that, the Flyers gave up the first win to a 10th team to a team or in their 10th game like they did last night. They did that that It wasn't, I don't think it was last year. I think it was five years ago against Arizona. Yeah. But yeah. Well, in a nutshell, it's embarrassing. If yeah. you're a Flyers fan, you should be sickened. No, just... I'm just joking. You could always be a San Jose Sharks fan. I'm happy for those fans, by the way. We saw the Sharks play last year on our sports cage trip. We saw them play last year on the sports cage trip, and they wore those nice unis. The old Golden Seals unis. They're pretty minty. Really minty. Hey, I want to talk about this quickly. We were talking about the Riders head coaching position. Is This just really popped into my mind, okay? Just... Chew on this one. Chew on this one. What would you think with Mr. Mace and Mark Mueller as a tandem here in Saskatchewan? You're posing that to me? I'm posing it to you. I'm posing it to Ryder Nation. 306-936-6262. I mean, come on. I I believe the guys are friends. Did you know that according to the sports cage... Sources, You check this out now, okay? According to the Sports Cage sources, Mark Mueller, he was offered the offensive coordinator position last year, but he turned it down due to some uncertainty, okay? So he is on the Riders' radar because last season, the Riders... We're thinking of them. So you fast forward to right now, you better believe that the Riders are thinking of them again, if not even more so. So I'm just throwing that scenario out there. You can chew on it. You can spit it out if you don't like the taste, you know. But that's it's the time of season where the speculation is just flowing through the air. So that's my, you know, I don't know, 306-936-6262. I, I could see it happening. You know what? Why not? Mace as the head coach, Mark Mueller, O-coordinator, or heck, Mueller, head coach, Mace, D.C. Whatever way you want to draw it up, let's make it happen. I think that would be something that would fire up the fans. Could you see that scenario, Blaine? No? 
I think it would have to be Mace head coach, Mueller OC. But I don't I, I like it. I mean, you get... He likes it. Mark it down. <laughs> it's going to happen. You got two good... Ca- I mean, what? It's the best... I almost think that's the best case scenario because you almost got like a head coach for your defense and a head coach for your offense, eh? Mm-hmm. So, and I also pitched the other one the other day about maybe Mark Mueller as the head coach, and then a guy like Kahari Jones as the offensive coordinator because you'll have a guy, you know, working beside Mark Mueller who has been a head coach in this league with the Montreal Alouettes. And then, but you take a little bit of pressure off Kahari Jones, and he can maybe help work his magic, although. Not much magic was being worked in Ottawa this past season, so maybe we should just scrap that idea as a whole. I mean, he was let go by the Ottawa Red Blacks, so do we see a situation where he's brought back into an OC role? I don't know. That's why I'm here, and I'm not on... What's the address? Elphinstone Street? <sighs> I'm just getting fired up here because I want to know who the next head coach of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders is, and I would like to know now. Technically, right? We're not going to know now. We're going to know by the end of November, probably. More likely than not. That's what Jeremy O'Day is on the record of saying. Looking forward to it, though. When that announcement comes through, Blaine, you are going to be one busy man. You are going to be heading over to Mosaic Stadium. You're going to be gathering audio. We're going to be writing stories because 620 CKRM in the sports cage is the place to come. We have our finger on the pulse when it comes to anything Saskatchewan Rough Riders related, and you've heard it in the past, well, in the past year or two. However long it's been since Michael Ball's been in the chair, this is the show. If you want to hear the great athletes in our football league, the Canadian Football League, it's great to once in a while, you know, hear from media personalities and stuff because those guys know what they're talking about. But at the end of the day, we love our sports because we love the players that make it fun for us to watch. And the sports cage is the place for you to come if you want to hear those players talk on the airwaves. That's what we're all about here on the sports cage here on 620 CKRM. It's 526. More cage coming. I'm Blaine Weiland inside the Sports Cage Studios with your sports ticker for Busy Bee Overhead Doors. Busy Bee will repair or replace your residential or commercial garage doors so you don't get stuck in or out. Catch the buzz, Busy Bee Doors, the garage door specialists. Big one at the Brand Center tonight. The Regina Pants will entertain the Saskatoon Blades a fifth time this season. The two teams will meet so far in the four contests leading up to tonight's game. The home team has picked up the victory. Coverage on 620 CKRM begins at 635. Opening faceoff is at 7 o'clock. Three games in the NHL tonight, including an all-Ontario battle between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Ottawa Senators. Elsewhere, it's Washington and Florida and Vegas will entertain the L.A. Kings. Edmonton Oilers goaltender Jack Campbell has cleared waivers, which means he's headed down to the AHL in a move that was that began yesterday. The CFL named its All-Stars today. The Toronto Argonauts lead the way with eight, led by quarterback Chad Kelly. And it appears that the LA Angels have found their new manager, Ron Washington, appears to be hired as a new skipper for the Halos, Washington, uh, last season was with the Atlanta Braves as their third base coach. He used to manage the Texas Rangers and led the Rangers to a pair of World Series appearances. And that is your sports ticker. Let's head ringside and check in with the oldest major junior hockey team in Canada. This is Pat Chats from your official voice of the Regina Pats, 620 CKRM.
Wednesday's Pat Chat for the Canadian Brew House. Get the best flock and chicken wing special in town with 69 cent wings all day, every Wednesday and Sunday, with a feature wing flavor of the month every month. Sam Oremba, how you doing today, my friend? Good, doing good, that's for sure. Awesome. Hey, I would love to call Pat's games for the lone reason because saying your name would be so fun. It would be like, Sam Arimba. You know, it just has a nice twang to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it rolls off the tongue nice, that's for sure. It does, doesn't it, my friend? <laughs> Regina, born and raised. And hey, you went from Seattle to Regina. Do you miss the city of Seattle at all? I mean, you couldn't have two polar opposites when it comes to a WHL city. Maybe the weather, that's about all. <laughs> um, playing for your hometown team, uh, living at home with your parents. Yeah, Having home-cooked meals is uh, pretty darn nice. Uh, you take it for granted a lot of the time, so... Be at home and sleep in your own bed, uh, nothing really like it. So, like I said, being at home is uh, definitely nice. Hey, say, say it's like an off day back when you played on the Seattle Thunderbirds. It's an off day. The Seattle Seahawks are playing. Would Sam Aremba make his way over to watch the Seahawks play? Did you get into anything like that in your free time there? Um, I actually never went to a Seahawks game. I, I went to a couple Mariners games. Nice. Um, couple uh, cracking games. Those are really exciting. But uh, I never got out to a Seahawks game, unfortunately. But um, two other great sports yeah. teams there that I uh, went out and uh, seen. Yeah, don't worry, bud. It's just the Seahawks. We don't like them anyways. Huh? Yeah. We don't like the. Do you have a favorite NFL team, Sam? Yeah, it's, uh, it's the Cowboys. Oh, it's the Dallas Cowboys. I'm sitting across from a San Francisco 49er fan, and I am a Green Bay Packers fan. So the Cowboys are like right in the middle there. <laughs> it's like we yeah. don't like. Uh, you must be pretty happy with your team so far this year, huh? The Dallas Cowboys. I know they're coming off a loss against uh, the Eagles on Sunday, but they're looking pretty good. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. A tough loss in uh, those three. So. Uh... Their record, I think, is 5-3 and three right now. Yeah. Not too bad. <laughs> Left winger for the Regina Pats here, Sam Maremba on the Western Pizza Hotline. And, Sam, you've been hot as of late. I mean, as it sits right now, you got four goals, seven assists on the young season, 11 points, 17 games played, I think it is. So uh, how you feeling so far in this uh, young campaign? Oh, it's been good. I, uh, As you said, recently I've got this past weekend was uh, pretty good for myself. Had a couple nice bounces, which uh, you're not going to – say no to but uh, you know we're rolling with it right now hopefully get a couple more uh, team wins here especially uh, tomorrow versus Saskatoon so but uh, it's been exciting yeah and not saying that you weren't a leader before but do you feel like that leadership tag has really been amplified this year since you know some players have moved out the door and you know you're just uh, another year in the league here yeah I've always like to think myself as a leader but um as you kind of get older in the league you've got more responsibility more maturity you've been here longer so you kind of know what to do more so so yeah as as you more games and more years in the league you definitely get uh more uh leadership this is sam aramba of the regina pats here on the western pizza hotline and sam you're from regina so i'm guessing you went to at least a couple pats games growing up through the minor hockey ranks correct yeah, I was uh, quite the big Pats fan when I was younger. My dad and I would go to quite a few games, especially when they had their run against Seattle, and I think it was 2017, yeah. if I'm correct. So to wear that sweater now is a truly remarkable experience. Yeah, do you think about that 
ever when you're on the ice, say for like O Canada, you're standing there with your helmet in your hand and you, you look around at the seats and you're thinking, man, I was sitting in those seats a couple of years ago watching, you know, Sam Steele and Austin Wagner and all those great players, Adam Brooks. And now here I am. I am wearing the Regina Pat red, white and blue. It's just amazing. I love these stories. Yeah, it's actually funny enough because usually during the anthem, I'll always look up to where my me and my dad used to always sit, which was, I think it was either 221 or 216, and that was when they were good, right? So, yeah, um, that's awesome. It's just, it's a full experience when you were a kid to now. The Saskatoon Blades coming into town. It was a tough game on Sunday, you know, not the game that you guys wanted, of course, but uh, I always keep thinking back to that big playoff series last year and just how, like, when you think of picturesque playoff hockey. You think of that Regina Pat Saskatoon Blade series last year because, I mean, it went to seven games. I mean, it was so back and forth. This Saskatoon Blade team, they still have a lot of the same players from last year, and, of course, some of them have moved on. But uh, this must be a game that you guys really get up for, taking on uh, those guys from a couple hours north of here. Yeah, obviously, it was a great series last year. And we came out on the wrong end of it in seven games. But, uh, you know, every game we want to beat them, we want revenge because mm-hmm. they ended our season last year. And there's nothing better than uh, beating them and uh, shoving it back down their throat. Now bringing you three hours of the hottest sports talk. This is the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. They're the names we speak with reverence or scream out loud. The names that help define us, inspire us, and build the game that we all love. Each Wednesday on the Sports Cage, we flash to the past with a legend to see if there is indeed life beyond the scoreboard. This is Where Are They Now? Sports Cage, where are they now? You can save with the Stars event. Save hundreds on new floors. Visit fcipromo.com only at participating locations. Offer ends November 30th, 2023. And very pleased to be joined now on the Western Pizza Hotline by the former place kicker of your Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Bob McReady. How are you doing today, Bob? Very well. How are you guys doing there? Yeah, doing awesome, man. It's been a while since uh, we've caught up with you here in Rider Nation. So the segment is called Where Are They Now? So we'll start there. What's uh, Bob up to these days? Well, I'm retired. I I taught for uh, 35 years. Um, I've been happily retired for the last 10, playing a lot of golf and watching a lot of sports. (laughs) That's awesome. So what does a day in the life of Bob look like? You still keep up with the Canadian Football League? Uh, yes, I do. Um, I keep up with <laughs> a lot of sports and news. Yeah. Uh, I start off the day with uh, with doing something like that, and I've got um, um, I've got eight grandkids that kind of keep me busy. So I'm I'm enjoying them growing up, playing also playing sports, and uh, four children. So they keep me fairly busy as well. So are you living out in Ontario? I'm living in Ancaster, which is a suburb of Hamilton. Do you ever make it out to any Hamilton Tiger Cat games, or are you in the mode now where you just uh, more so enjoy it in the comfort of your own home? (laughs) Um, I I attended one game this year, and um, I have some mobility issues, so that's the last probably game I'll attend. I, I really enjoy watching it at home in the best seat in the house. (laughs) 
Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I, I'm, I'm alongside with you there. That's Bob McAready, former place kicker for your Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And I know, Bob, that uh, George Reed, he retired right before your tenure started with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. You were with the Rough Riders from 1976 to 1980. And George, you know, his last season was in 75. But I'm sure, you know, you've met him a few times. He was still around the facility, still around the team there in 1976. So uh, just your thoughts on George. Reed, who passed away not too long ago. Well, I, I know George as uh, as a kid and watching George Reed play with Ronnie Lancaster, and uh, they were quite a, a, a duo. So I, I knew them. I knew him from before coming to Regina, quite obviously. But um, my my association with uh, George Reed uh, was through the Players Association when when he retired. Uh, he was very involved with the Players Association coming in and speaking with us as a group uh, in that respect. And he was always highly regarded by everyone who met George. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. This is Bob McCready here on the Western Pizza Hotline. Sports cages, where are they now? And so, Bob, when you look back at your career, I can't help but, you know, think that 1976 Great Cup creeps up as one of the, you know, the most tougher memories. But let's start with the good memories. When it comes to like a game or a play, what's your favorite memory in your time as a Saskatchewan oh, Rough Rider? Oh, Tough question. Well, <laughs> yeah, it, there were a lot of, but um, uh, probably it was a memory where uh, we were having a horrible season and we and we played uh, Edmonton was coming into home. And uh, Ryder Pride burst on the scene uh, for that game uh, with Gaynor the Gopher and the mm-hmm. people uh, really uh, falling behind that and uh, encouraging us through Ryder Pride. And so we, we were winless, and Edmonton comes in, and they're the top team in the league. And uh, it comes down to we're a point ahead, and they kick a field goal. I'm in the end zone. It's time has run out. I kick it back, and then they kick it back, and then I kick it one more time, and this time I get demoed. Now, I got it out of the end zone, <laughs> but, but I, I heard later that it was Cutler that just just leveled me and uh, put me out for about a year with my knee, uh, which um, never really fully recovered totally, but... Um, that was probably my my uh, one of the memories that I will always remember. Hey, my uh, dad used to go to games all the time at the old Taylor Field, and he told me about that game. So that's uh, funny that you bring that up because uh, my dad remembers that uh, moment to this day as well. So I'm sure a lot of other Ryder fans remember it, and uh, that it was, was definitely a memorable game. And this is Bob McAready here on the Western Pizza Hotline. So Bob, uh, who do you got in the in the games this weekend? You got Toronto at home versus uh, the Montreal oh. Alouettes. Yeah, I think I think you have to go with Toronto just because uh, they played so well all year. They finally found a quarterback that they can uh, stick with and a young guy who's showing a lot of uh, promise. Um, I don't know if they have a weakness on the team, uh, and Montreal's a good team. But I don't think they'll uh, they'll stand a chance against Toronto. Yeah, and in, uh, in the West, this is going to be a good game. Eh? If Vernon yeah. Adams Jr. plays the way that he did last week, it's going to be a close one, I think, in Winnipeg. It it will be close, but again, I'm going with the favorite. Yeah, um, Winnipeg is uh, is is an excellent team, well coached, 
uh, good quarterback who used to be in Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, they, they've got uh, – and, 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 you know, BC is a, a good team too. I don't want to take anything away from BC, but uh, if I have to take a pick there, I, I'd go with Winnipeg at home. Yeah. Bob, this has been fun, my friend. Thanks for uh, taking a couple minutes, and I know Rider Nation appreciates hearing your voice again. Well, thank you. My, some of my fondest memories are from Regina. Thank you. Bob Macaridi and where are they now for Floor Coverings International? Save with the Stars event. Save hundreds on new floors. Visit fcipromo.com only at participating locations. The offer ends November 30th, 2023. You are listening to the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. We're talking sports on your way home. This is the Sports Cage on Sports Radio 620 CKRM. Yeah, 5.47 inside the cage on this hump day Wednesday. A few more minutes to go here and then we'll be heading on home for the evening. Unless you're going to the Regina Pats game tonight. The Pats taking on the Saskatoon Blades. Another poster giveaway tonight. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say maybe it might be. It might be Stanislav Svozil. It might be Alexander Suzdalev on that poster. It might be who else comes to mind. I think it's going to be either be one of those two players. That's my prediction for the fifth installment of the alumni poster, which will be given away to the first 1,500 people inside the Brand Center tonight as the Pats will take on the Saskatoon Blades. So the big news in the Canadian Football League today, the CFL unveiled its League All-Stars for the 2023 season. And the Toronto Argonauts leading the way with eight selections. We heard from one of them live right here on the Sports Cage in Hour 1. That is star kick returner, Javon Leak. If you missed that conversation, you could always go back as always. Always go back as always. <laughs> That's a lot of always in one mouthful there. On demand wherever you find your bro- uh, podcasts. As Javon Leak was... A great guest that we had on right at 3.35 today. So let's look at these all-stars on offense. Quarterback Chad Kelly of the Toronto Argonauts, first ever selection. Brady Oliveira of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers is your all-star at running back. It's his first selection as well. Receiver Dalton Schoen of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers is an all-star, second time. Tim White, no surprise there, of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, all-star. It's his second Nod, receiver from the BC Lions. He had 195 yards receiving in the Western semifinal on Saturday. Keon Hatcher, it's his first all-star selection. Big congrats to Keon. Austin Mack, I believe this was his first season in the Canadian Football League. His first season really getting big time playing time with the Montreal Alouettes. He's an all-star, first time. Reggie Bagleton of the Calgary Stampeders is a two-time All-Star now as of today, so that makes up your receivers. Your offensive line centered Darius Siraco of the Toronto Argonauts, first-time All-Star. Ryan Hunter of the Argos at guard, first-time All-Star. Patrick Newfeld, friend of our province, of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He's an All-Star once again. It's his third time being selected. And... uh at tackle, Dijon Allen of the Toronto Argonauts, his first time being an All-Star. And Jamarcus Hardrick of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers is now a two-time All-Star. So that makes up your offense. Let's flip over the page here to the defensive side of the ball. By no surprise, this guy was a stud 
all season long. And it was great to hear from him on the sports cage this past Friday. We had him on for a nice segment. Defensive end Matthew Betts of the BC Lions is an all-star here in the Canadian Football League here in 2023. It's his first time being an all-star. Defensive end Willie Jefferson of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. This is his fifth time being selected. Big congrats to Willie. We've had him on the show as well earlier on this season. Defensive tackle Mike Rose of the Calgary Stampeders. You, my friend, are a three-time All-Star now here in the Canadian Football League. Defensive tackle Casey Sales of the Tabbies, first-time All-Star. Winton McManus, that guy's a stud. Played so good all season long with the Toronto Argonauts. He's a two-time All-Star now. And Micah Alway, friend of the show, Calgary Stampeders, first-time All-Star. No surprise there. Unfortunately for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Larry Dean did not get a nod. Taking nothing away from Larry Dean, though, he had a fantastic season. Once again, well over 100 tackles, did his thing all season long. It's tough to crack it, though, when there's linebackers across the league like Wint McManus and Micah Alway. It's a tough, tough roster to crack. And the secondary, let's talk about it. Darius Pickett of the Toronto Argonauts, first-time All-Star. Big congrats to him. And we heard from this guy yesterday on the sports cage. And he was also the subject of today's CFL report on the corner, Demario Houston of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He led the league in interceptions this year. He had seven of them. And here in 2023, it's his first time being an All-Star. So big congrats to Demario. I know uh, he's going to be really happy about that. Gary Peters in BC, no surprise. He had a great season this year. Kind of surprising, though. It's his first time being a league all-star. First time for him. First time for Houston. There's a lot of firsts in this year's class, if you will. At halfback, Robertson Daniel of the Argos. Yes, first time all-star. Halfback, TJ Lee of the BC Lions. His second time being named to the all-Canadian team. And I love this. Safety, Marc-Antoine Decroix of the Montreal Alouettes. He made so many big plays all season long. First time All-Star selection here in 2023. And your three special team players, kicker Sean White, the BC Lions. It's his first All-Star nod. Big congrats to Sean White. He's been a good kicker in this league for a long time. And Richie Leone. Oh, Richie, Richie, Richie. You stepped in the way of our friend Adam Korzak. Was really hoping Adam Korzak would take home that punter award, but Richie Leone, he's still in the league, and he's still punting well, and that means he is a five-time All-Star for the Ottawa Red Blacks. And yes, we had this guy on the show earlier today. It's his second year in the Canadian Football League. His first season, he won the Grey Cup with the Double Blue, right here in our own backyard at Mosaic Stadium with the Toronto Argonauts. And now in year two with the team, he is now a CFL All-Star. We had him on the show today, and he told the sports cage that, yeah, he was really emotional. He called his mom right away, told her the news, and him and his teammates really happy. He has a number of teammates, of course, that are celebrating all-star selections. As I kicked off this segment by saying the Toronto Argonauts lead the way with eight of them, so Javon Leak has seven other Toronto Argonaut teammates that he can sit down with tonight, maybe look over the playbook, and uh, I don't know. Sip on a, a Diet Cola. Uh, pr- they probably don't drink that kind of stuff, huh? That's just for me. 
This is my second of the day, and it's pretty tasty. I'm not going to lie. So that puts a bow on this Wednesday show. We had a great one. If you miss any of today's program, you can always find it on demand wherever you find your podcast. We kicked off hour one by chatting with Alberta Golden Bears running back Matthew Peterson. Matthew Peterson is playing in the Hardy Cup on Saturday. His Alberta Golden Bears in Vancouver to take on the UBC Thunderbirds. So we chatted with him. Already mentioned Javon Leak. Of the Toronto Argonauts, Austin Elliott of the Saskatoon Blades, their uh, goaltender, joined us to kick off Hour 2. And his Saskatoon Blades are just over an hour away now until puck drop from underneath the orange top. Blades and bats tonight. Dexter Janke, West Shore Rebels head coach. As the West Shore Rebels will be taking on the Saskatoon Hilltops on Saturday, just outside of Victoria, British Columbia. So that kickoff is on Saturday afternoon, and Dexter Janke joined the sports cage today. He is a former Saskatchewan Husky running back, played in the Canadian Football League, won a great cup with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He is now the head coach of the West Shore Rebels. It was great to catch up with him. Gord Pritchard, the Regina Pats, kicked off this hour, and then our Wednesday edition of Where Are They Now? It was great to catch up with Bob Bob Marker, <laughs> Bob Macaridi. As put your Pepsi down, Sean. The show's not done yet. Bob Macaridi, it was always great to catch up with him, as we haven't heard from him in quite some time here inside the sports cage. As I know he's still beloved by a lot of people here in Rider Nation, as uh, he made a lot of big kicks for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in the late 70s. That puts a bow on the show. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have yourself a good night.